0: Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church
1: Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil
0: Thompson. Hey, thanks for joining us, folks, for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. One of these days I'm going to... Ask you a different question and see if you still respond. I with, Hi, I'm Steve Lacey. I might. Think you did that one time, didn't you? I might. All right. Well, we are here today, as we normally are on a weekly podcast. We are a company called JSL Solutions, and we uh, we help churches and ministries use technology to reach their purposes. And not just all churches. Most of most of our clients are churches and ministries.
1: We have a few that aren't, right? Uh are art ministry. I don't know. Do we? We may. We have yeah. it have in the past. But yeah. yeah.
0: Anyhow, uh we're we're here to help you and uh, we talk about tech related things most of the time. And this one is kind of a techie subject. Sometimes we talk about other things like leadership topics and uh I don't know, vacations or whatever. But uh today we're gonna
1: talk about the top ten things that your congregation hates about your website. Things that your congregation hates we allowed to use that word hate? Yes. Hate's
0: about your church website. Well, maybe they don't hate it, but they might
1: strongly dislike it, certain things, uh, or at least... Some of these push my buttons, I know that, So, and we visit a lot of church websites. We
0: visit a lot of church websites. So it's not just your congregation we're talking about here this morning or today, it would be maybe people visiting... Going to visit your website, yeah, yeah. Maybe going to check you check out your church or whatever. And so, uh, these are some things you might want to keep in mind. Maybe you might want to make some changes, or maybe you just think we're out the lunch, and you can tell us that we'll give you an email address. It'll be Steve's email. Yes, you can complain about about it. All right, all
1: right. Just jumping in. Number one is long nar- narrative paragraphs.
0: Long narrative paragraphs. So. <laughs> You know, when people are going to your website, and this would certainly I think apply maybe more so to other people, maybe not your congregation, but maybe other people that are visiting your website that maybe aren't members or or, or just checking your church out uh, they don't they're looking for just some quick answers usually. Most people are looking for uh, they're not looking for long drawn out long paragraphs and things that they'll just get bored reading.
1: Yes. most people aren't so the the culture has changed of just about everybody I mean it's yeah. probably over the past 10 definitely 20 years you used people used to read mm-hmm. and people don't read anymore yeah, we found that out with
0: our company <laughs> <laughs> Some of our clients don't read <laughs> anyway aside from that
1: we do I mean people don't read they they skim so especially on yep. the web you're skimming you're yeah. You're loading something and you're skimming. You're not you're not reading it like you would read a newspaper or something. Yeah, exactly. So so you probably ought to edit your page
0: down uh, some experts experts whoever they are say you should probably edit your pages down to about 50 words. It's not a lot
1: or less and then create highly visual Right. Uh, alerts within, yeah. you know, blooded lists or, or both yeah. headlines then yeah. that separate content that has a sentence or two in it, yeah. um, is kind of the trend these mm-hmm. days. So, um, yeah. wordy is no longer in wordy is not in, especially if you're looking for something, which most people are when they're searching on the web, mm-hmm. they want to find out something right. quick. Yeah.
0: So try to, try to get rid of the long narrative paragraphs. All right. right. Number two on our list. Many clicks to find information. So this comes down to uh, most people click, according to the experts, again, whoever they are. And I would tend to agree with this, by the way. Most people tend to click about three times in a website before leaving. So nobody likes, and again, this is, you know, getting back to what you just mentioned, the trends have changed, and, and people don't like to click on multiple links to try to find an answer. Uh,
1: you know, they, they're looking for
0: something specific, service times, upcoming right. events, directions.
1: Yeah, I, I got, this reminds me of, I got, got some good advice actually many years ago when I was advertising in a card deck. You've seen those card decks that go out in the mail? Uh, no, you know, tell me about it. What is it? Well, there's, sure they're, they're, just, they're a stack of cards, and then they would they send them to ministries. Different companies send them either ministries or you get them in your just regular home mail. And um, the advice I was given was you need to communicate exactly what you offer and what you're about in four seconds or less, and that was kind of okay. being generous, because yeah. people are flipping the cards, and the card needs to immediately scream, "Oh, I sell church buses. I do pews. I do you know whatever right. it may be." Yeah. And I had a real challenge because we were doing at the time, this fifteen years ago, a social network for churches. Right. And they were saying nobody knows what that is, <laughs> so you're gonna it's it was gonna be challenging. Said so yeah. need to. So anyway, so keep it keep it short, and then then don't make people hunt around to find what they're looking for.
0: Yeah, if you can give them like specific information on the homepage, if possible, you know, like the service times, uh, directions, special event coming up. Uh, you know, I would suggest you know we we're a company that provides streaming video. I would pre- I would suggest that you make somewhere there a link on that homepage that says watch service live. You know, or watch the archives. You know, somewhere where it's nicely placed. Yeah, there's a but, there's a
1: top six, five, whatever it is that mm-hmm. each church website should have. Yeah, and we're not going to go through those here, but you can you can Google those, and so yeah. you should have We've quick, easy access for yeah. all those main items on your yeah. front page. All right,
0: so stay away from long narrative paragraphs. Uh, please try to keep the clicks to a very minimal. Uh, people hate having to click lots of places. And the third point is complexity. Complexity. So nobody wants to go to your church website and discover this complex, cluttered, busy, layered design. Flashing items. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want simplicity, uh, peace, and progress. And so uh, the idea here is to flatten out your graphics. Use maybe some simple, a simple color. Palette, uh, uh, you know, these things that are flashing and stuff. This is no longer 2001, you know, it's 2016. And so people just, they want something simple and nice to mm-hmm. read. So it's, you,
1: yeah, you've seen the trend in website design too has mm-hmm. gotten more and more simple Yeah, as people read and read less. Yep,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yep. All right. So as we continue on this little list of things people hate about your website, <laughs> um, Here's a, here's a good one. Takes forever to load. Yeah, so number four. Takes forever to load. So um, we got some stats here. But, you know, again, along these lines of shortening attention spans, uh, it's, it's uh, there are people, you know, clicking their phones all the time and doing, doing things really quick. But when it comes to waiting for websites to load, according to a Kissmetrics report, 47%. Of consumers expect a web page to load in two seconds or less, and forty percent abandoned the website if it took more than three seconds to load.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing looking at load time factors because yes, yeah. the slower your page loads, the less viewers you're going to have that yeah. are going to stick around. Yeah, and it's people think oh they you know it took uh, another half second to load, but. Yeah. It's important to make sure your page loads quickly and there's a isn't there like a
0: website can you can you can you go somewhere to see how fast your page loads uh yeah well, there's what
1: that one? Uh, which loads faster which loads faster Dot so com. you can compare you can do a race you can uh, you can you know you can maybe go to a site that uh, that is out there and is very popular and mm-hmm. put that on one side and then put your URL on the other side right. and it will it will determine how long it took to load each page and show you which is faster. So it's the Olympics. It's the yes, or it's the pages. Olympics. Yeah, so yes, I've used it a few times. It's yeah. actually really interesting.
0: I think you can. Load, I've used it too, and I think you can actually ask it to to do like multiple tests all at once or something, right?
1: So uh, you can, yeah, you can have it you know run for quite a while yeah. and that sort of thing. So, so what's the what what is the uh, URL for that? It's whichloadsfaster.com
0: which loads faster. Yes, I'm com. going off of memory. So yes, right.
1: I'm pretty sure that is uh, probably if you Google it. Yes. You'll it will it out. take you to there as well. What's interesting is, um, the stats of the two second thing has been around since the late nineties. Okay. They said your page should load in, in less than two seconds, but back then everyone was on dial up. Right. And so you had, um, a very, uh, text rich page that would load in two seconds you couldn't load images and especially large images okay uh, but today the the world has changed so yeah. everybody's on broadband things are quicker so but the the um, the time hasn't changed but what you can get onto the page uh, has dramatically increased
0: hmm. Hmm.
1: So yeah it really has so and uh, this
0: you know again they say that even a one second delay decreases customer satisfaction by sixteen percent so there you go uh, the other thing too, they've got here, according to a Ericsson study, uh, Erickson, I guess is how you say it. Uh, the longer it takes a website to load, the more website visitors blame the content provider instead of their mobile service providers. So, uh, even if your website's well done, I guess, uh, and maybe the problem is the mobile service provider, they're still going to blame you. <laughs> yeah that's that's true <laughs> so so just keep that in mind i don't, I don't know but uh, it does frustrate people and and again you know I, we, we mentioned this is things that congregation hates but the, i i think this also crosses over into people you know scanning and looking for a church looking at you know yeah. newer people and, and there's
1: there's things you can do to optimize your page load time there's resources on the web typically it is taking these large image files right. and other elements uh, and optimizing them for the web. So a lot of times people will say, oh, I took this great picture of my camera, I want to stick it on the web, and don't realize that that is not optimized for the web. So there's tools out there, and there's actually websites other than which loads faster that will give you uh, tips. There's actually tools built into your browser, the uh, developer tools. In Chrome, it's called Inspect, and you can look at... The network traffic, and it will show how many milliseconds it took to load everything, hmm. every separate thing that's on your page. Wow, that's impressive. So, there's some some tools you can use to optimize your site okay. and make it load quicker.
0: All right. Well, another uh, here's. Let's move on here. Another uh, thing that uh,
1: people hate about your website. Uh, and this is probably my number one pet peeve. I'll let you
0: address it then. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> it's where you have multimedia that loads and <laughs> auto plays as you load this a page. Nice. Whether it's uh, a video or um, an audio segment, mm-hmm. or you know, your favorite song. Yeah. And, I mean, this was really cool a long time ago, but now it's just really annoying for people. Right. Um, there's... There were, talking about here on our notes about it, it's not work safe you know you're right. loading a site and, <laughs> and everyone's turning around going why would he just load right yeah um and you're scrambling to figure out how do i turn this thing off how do i mute this
0: thing okay uh
1: yeah so and the it, quickest way is to leave that website <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're you're basically forcing your 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 visitors to to listen to this thing, whatever it might be, or hear it or see it or whatever it is. So it's kind of rude, and it's uh, like you said, it's it's pretty much gone now. From the, I think it was popular in the late '90s or early two. Oh, there are
1: some churches that bless you. Yeah. There are some churches that are still doing it. Oh yeah, uh, mainly with audio.
0: Yeah, we still and run some with it video
1: out. where they'll start videos playing. Yeah. Some
0: of our clients still do that, I think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there may be. So if you're out there, yeah. um, it is a really annoying thing. I mean, you can offer the option for the music or the video, but make it uh, optional for the person. They can actually click on the play right. video or the, yeah. the play button in order to make it happen. So that it's not autoplay. Yes. Okay.
0: All right. So let's move on here to uh, point number six here as we continue to discuss what people strongly dislike about websites. Uh, and this one is, I can see the reason for this next one, but it's still kind of annoying for a lot of people. And that is you have a contact form on your website, so that's good, but no additional contact information. So it's a contact us, you know, you can click on that. We have that on our website as well. And it seems like an easy way to generate like a mail list as well. You can get an email list right. for this if you wanted to do that but it it doesn't really it's it's just so generic, and there's no way somebody can
1: well the big constraint is it 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 channels the ones that channel your contact through that one avenue right so it's you want to talk to us or have any communication with us, you've got to fill out this form right. and we'll decide if we're whether we got it or whether we'll get back to you Right. and so there's there's no way to. Um, right. Get a hold of anyone qu- more quickly than them processing, you know, overnight emails or something. Right. So uh, that's what frustrates me. I, I'd like to see um, a a phone number, a, um, a real email address. A, yes, but a, yeah, or an email address, or you know, something other than having to fill out the form. Uh, but but also, uh, I mean,
0: the reason most people are doing this contact form deal is spam right yeah, it eliminates they want to
1: eliminate their people that are contacting them <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i mean but it does filter spam
1: right yes, i mean yes it, if, it, it that's it, probably why most people do that's it that's why is, most people do it yeah they put the form in because then and they'll make you fill out a cap shut in order to talk to them to make right. sure you're human i don't know it's it's just a pet peeve of mine i guess as yes. well
0: Well, but I I can see that. I mean, if you, you know, um, all right, let's move on then, I guess. So, all right. So uh, here's my pet peeve. uh, The next one, point number seven, and people, what people don't like about websites, church websites is many do not clearly explain what your church actually believes. And so, uh, you know, there's lots of different kinds of churches out there, different theologies, different beliefs. That's all fine and dandy. And and I, what I'm saying here in this point is you don't have to get, you know, we just said at the very beginning you don't want some long, drawn-out, multiple-paragraph deal. So I understand that. So it may sound like I'm contradicting myself here, but somehow or another you need to kind of clearly explain well, what your yeah, church believes, the certain points.
1: It probably doesn't belong on the front page, but right. an avenue to get to it. I think this was one of the top yeah. six things that your church website needs. Yeah, but, um,
0: and I yeah. understand you can get really deep, and I'm not saying you have to get that much, but you, you need to give people a quick idea, maybe some points, you know. Right. Uh, just, you know, what you think about the Bible, what you think about God, or whatever salvation, uh, you know, the maybe, Trinity. maybe even, yeah, maybe even if you're, if you are part of a denomination, you know, some churches don't do that. They, what I think is kind of funny is there are churches out there that are part of a denomination, but some of them want to hide that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just like, well, okay. Uh, if you're ashamed to be a part of whatever the denomination is, maybe you shouldn't be a part of it. I, I don't know. It's just my, that's my pet peeve there. But I, what I'm to simply say is sometimes it's, we, we've tried to be so seeker-sensitive and seeker-friendly to people that we kind of feel like if we just kind of can get them to come, then life will be good. But but a lot of times, you know, if you don't explain who you really are and what you believe, you know, people are going to show up, if they show up, and then they're going to get a total surprise, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, you know, the snakes come out or something, I'm exaggerating here, although there are churches that to do snake handling, but you know what I'm getting at is things come out and all of a sudden like, well, I didn't know these guys did this in their
1: church services. You know, right. I don't know. Yeah. And I guess a corollary to that would be, and a lot of churches do this is have, you know, kind of a what to expect yeah. um, page as that well. That would
0: be a good, probably pretty good. That would be a good balance there.
1: I think Yeah, uh, for that. So yeah. because yes, as I, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, but one of my good friends, was reaffirming to me that the most uncomfortable time he's ever had in his life was in a church service and he happened to come to a church service that was not consistent with his comfort levels. So, yep.
0: Yep. And that happens a lot of times. All right. So try to get that out there on your website somewhere without making it real long. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So number eight on our list. All right. Missing social sharing buttons. Uh, on your content or on your in your website, so uh, I, I think uh, you know because we're in the age of social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, especially for visitors to your website, but even regular attenders, you know, of your of your church. I mean, uh, you know, if you got a Facebook site, which you probably should, a Facebook page, you should probably make sure people can get to that. And because I have found, I don't know about you, but I have found with my church's website. Uh, most of our regular members don't usually go there. They just go to our Facebook page, and we're honestly updating our Facebook page three or four times a week. Whereas the website, yeah. you know, we update it maybe once a week. <laughs> so um, I think you know, putting your social social media
1: out there, yeah, buttons, and I, I think it's a good thing to do. I would put this in the yeah, good thing to do. I don't really, I mean, for you. For me, I'm like, I, I didn't find a Twitter or a Facebook button on their site. That doesn't get me too excited. But uh, it was not our top ten. So Right. yeah. So, but that's where people are at today.
0: And again, we're talking not just members of your congregation, but people that are visiting.
1: Right. Anyhow, all right. So number nine, and this is kind of related to one of our earlier ones, right? Yes, yes it, it does. It displays image sliders that take forever to load. So you pretty much covered that. There's ways you can what,
0: compress those files or something and make it so they're much more loadable, Mm -hmm. quickly loadable. Um, But there are people that have all these sliders. And sliders are kind of the way to go, I guess, today. Uh, Yeah, very popular. So, but you just got to have the right ones on there. And you've got to have the right, uh, uh, they've just got to be able to load. Because if they take forever to load, then you've lost people. We already covered that, so... Uh, You know, the longer it takes, we just said this, but the longer a web page takes to load, the more people will abandon it. So you want to make sure it loads quickly and uh, not get bogged down into a pretty slider that's so large it doesn't work.
1: All right. Have we reached the last one? The last point. Which is uh, non-mobile format.
0: So it's not mobile-friendly. And we've talked about this before on the podcast, but the large, there's a large majority of Americans are using mobile devices now. And actually in other countries, the percentage is even larger. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're looking for mobile friendly websites. They want to have quick access to your website from their mobile device. So they want to be able to get to the content, you know, using their phone, using their tablet. So you and I need to make sure our websites are responsive so that the size of the screen determines. Yeah. And this,
1: go ahead. It's going to reinforce our other points that we've covered a couple of times. Is you're loading this over a 3G data network. It's right. got to load on the phone in right. a manner in a you know without taking forever as well. Yeah.
0: So um, let, let me address this to you though. So there may be some people out there listening going, okay, uh, how do I get my website to be a mobile friendly?
1: format how do i do that well that's up to your web designer and there's other tools out there that you can choose themes that are responsive okay so we offer through myflux several responsive themes and uh, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it all right so uh
0: so so there's there's templates out there people could get that would be responsive, yes. mobile responsive templates. And we yes. have them at myflog.com, but there's other people. Yeah, and there's
1: be. also you need to make sure that the content within those themes or templates is also responsive as well. So, mm-hmm.
0: so that means you've got to make sure the things you load, pictures you have in there and stuff.
1: Right. Have have the Are right going to yeah, resize
0: properly and that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, can they? What if you can? You have two websites. Can you have one that's that's mobile yes. responsive and,
1: and a different one? Yeah, there's several churches that are doing that, and there's some companies out there that are doing that as well, where it loads a mobile dedicated site, and so all of the links and all the buttons are all finger sized. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's another. I think a really good way to go as well. Okay, good. That would be rather responsive, a reactive site. It would say, oh, here's a mobile device. Let me serve up the optimized mobile content. So reactive
0: is a different deal and than responsive. Responsive, yeah. responsive
1: will just adjust to the size of the screen right. um, with the same content. So if it loads slow on your computer, it's going to load even slower <laughs> on the phone. Whereas the reactive content will be you can have dedicated content that only renders on or primarily renders on the phone on mobile
0: devices tablets and things okay awesome
1: all right so if you have something to
0: add to this list or you think we're just crazy at the lunch we'd love to hear from you either way support at streamingchurch.tv that's one of our companies streamingchurch.tv we have myflock.com which steve alluded to just a few seconds ago we church management systems and website templates at myflock.com we have church app live com which is the mobile app, and we even have a Greeter Church, which we didn't talk about this, but uh, something that you know people might want to consider having a live greeter on their website. So when visitors do come, a live greeter could greet them and answer some questions. And yeah,
1: I that's I see it as the future. We'll see how uh, whether the church how, how quickly the church takes up on it. So. They could just go to a
0: website called greeter.church.
1: And that's actually one of our
0: companies. And if you are interested in that, we can give you more information. Yes, we we provide
1: the live greeter for you. So we learn about your church, and our greeter takes care of you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's it. We're done. And uh, we're going to start having some different guests on here, our podcast. We've only had like one or two guests since we started doing these podcasts, but we're going to start doing guests. That
1: sounds awesome. Yeah. We basis. used to live stream this rather than podcasting. We had guests. We had a lot of guests. Time.
0: Yeah. Back in the live streaming days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we, uh, we don't do that, but, but, uh, but we'll start, we will have some guests here in the near future. So you won't have to put up with my tired sense of humor <laughs> and Steve's deadpan responses. So, are. all right, we're done. Uh, if you need to go at hold of us, streamingchurch.tv, And uh, we'll let you go here. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. We hope you have a great day, great evening, and catch us again for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.